Hey there, everybody. It's Kimberly Kay from Educated Sisters Fighting Education Ignorance. I am sitting in my living room on Monday afternoon, having just returned from a very full weekend with my extended family in Washington, D.C., where we all attended the March for Our Lives, D.C. I don't I barely have words, and I am not usually at a loss for them, as I'm sure you've discovered in the last couple of episodes of our podcast, um, but it was it was sort of um, reality-altering. I did attend the uh, Women's March a year ago in the same, in the same place, um, and that was glorious in and of itself. But this was different somehow, not just because there were 800,000 people there, approximately, but because the energy was so uplifting and so pure. I'm not sure how else to describe it. Um, Each of the speakers at the DC event uh, were from the ages of 11, if you can believe that to 20 years old. There was not a single adult on the stage except for the music, um, the music that was, that went on. And it was, I I felt so grateful um, for our kids, um, those students that were trying to, we we feel like we're failing. We're not failing them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe we are, but they're forgiving us and uh, allowing us to live in this world anyway. Um, so it was it was a a really really uh, life altering event, and I'm so proud. I'm just so proud to have taken part in it, and uh, I hope that you guys got a chance to in your own communities um, use your voices and your agency and let whomever you need to let know what you really, really want for our kids in our schools and in our street, on our streets um, and in our communities. Um, The only downside to the weekend was that Mimi was supposed to join me there, but in her own school community, uh, they were dealing with a crisis and she made the decision to stay home to um, offer her, um, her, love, frankly, and, uh, and help. And it was the right decision to make. We'll talk more about that, uh, probably in our upcoming episode next week. Um, and there may be a full podcast about it at some point. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing, but knowing that she was doing what she needed to do, um, uh, felt good too. Uh, so thank you so much for all of your support. Um, and there's, Tons of brilliant coverage out there about this event. I know in-depth stuff, but we just wanted to share a little bit of what went on with us. You can go to www.educatedpodcast.com and see some photos. Um, what follows, what will follow this little introduction is um, some of the people I talked to uh, while I was there. There were 800,000 to choose from. <laughs> so uh, just thought you'd like to hear a little bit of my experience while I was there. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next week.
Maddie Himmelfarb. I'm from the DC area, but I go to New York University in Manhattan. I'm Jessica. My name is Alejandro. I'm from Colombia, South America. Danielle, and I'm from Colorado. My name is Chuck Shamel. I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, but now I live in Toronto, Ontario. I'm Lisa from New Jersey. Oh, we're from BCC, Bethesda Chevy Chase High School. My husband went to Bethesda Chevy Chase That's High School. That's crazy. Name? Um, I'm Jesus Ramirez. Tate Smythe. I'm Jacob Moroz. I'm Thomas Watkins. I'm Gavin Sisler. Uh, Lee Kyle, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Hi, Lee. Yeah. Oh, so, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Yes, Sorry. you're Abraham Lincoln. It's I'm Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. I'm from Springfield, Illinois. Illinois. So why are you guys here today? Uh, mainly for our daughters. We have two young daughters and we'll be starting school uh, within the next couple of years. And we're both teachers, so I work at a university, he works at a private school. And so we just think it's really important to kind of come out and show support. I'm here primarily because I've got a daughter, a 19-year-old daughter, and a 16-year-old son who are both here with me somewhere. We're here to support the change. We need stricter gun laws. We need to make a change because 2018 is the year of change. Well, I uh, saw the shooting occur. I didn't see the shooting, but I saw the news on the news. And I have a four-year-old son, and I can't imagine sending my child into public schools with this kind of fear around uh, going to school. Like, I don't think that should be a concern when you're trying to learn or you're in school to get an education. You certainly shouldn't have to think about whether or not someone's going to come into your school and shoot you. And I think the access to assault weapons is ludicrous. I don't know why, as a civilian, you would ever need to own an assault weapon. Do you have, guys have any other safety concerns other than gun violence in schools today? Um, no, I think, I think all schools are like pretty secure because they have security guards and everything, but you know. Mental illness needs to be dealt with in schools and there needs to be counselors and much less of a stigma surrounding mental illness in schools and having as many resources for physical illnesses as we do mental illnesses from a really early age in elementary and middle schools. I think cyberbullying is obviously an issue. Uh, what changes do you hope will occur as a result of this march today? Well, almost just, we need to get more awareness out there because everybody, all these terrible things are happening, but still nothing is happening and people need to see that the entire nation cares and especially the younger generation that is our movement today. What I'm seeing or what I'm feeling is a sense of hope. It, it feels like we've hit the tipping point and that this, I've never seen so many people in one place in my entire life. I, I can't help but think that even the U.S. Congress has to listen to this sort of an outpouring. Hopefully policy changes. I don't know if that is likely, but I mean, there's so many people out here like voicing their opinion and like showing that this is a really important cause and this can't keep happening again. Like we can't keep losing so many people just because of people's like need for guns. Like I just- And how have you guys seen your personal relationships change, if at all, because of this specific issue? My relationship with most of my friends feel what I feel, but the ones that don't feel the way I feel, I'm having a difficult time keeping that friendship. I feel like we've gotten closer together as a bond for the same love and passion that we have to make a change and create schools for safer causes. Well, my brother actually is um, an avid gun owner, and after not this shooting, but a shoot, uh, one of the shootings prior, um, he and his wife went online with their assault weapons and posted themselves shooting into the 
mountains of Colorado just did some cans and stuff and said, um, fuck whoever is going to try to take away my weapons. And to me, in response to a tragedy to go online and post, uh, I don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> like, it really changed the course of my relationship with my brother because of just the insensitivity I had around the way people were reacting to gun violence and then to be, I mean, whatever. I'm not to say, I am trying to say people shouldn't have assault weapons for sure, but to take a position so blatantly violent just really turned my stomach. Hey Educated peeps, good news, Educated is now on iTunes, so go subscribe and listen to us on the go. And you can also subscribe to us on Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pod. We want to know what you're up to in the world of education. We want to know your personal stories about education. And we want to know what you want to hear about on our podcast, Educated, Sisters Fighting Education Ignorance. Fight the fight with us.